Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Time for the game preview show. 49ers versus the Denver Broncos on Sunday night. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic game. Both teams coming in one and one. Uh, Both teams have played the Seahawks with different results, of course. In week one, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos lose to the Seahawks 17-16. Mexico 49ers handle the Seahawks in week two, 27-7. Uh, so it was definitely two different paths in the games versus the Seahawks. I don't always like to go through common opponents because I don't think it equates uh, to actual gameplay when the two teams match each other, just giving a little bit of basis and background for it. But the 49ers are going to see a familiar foe in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been given the 49ers fits ever since he showed up in Seattle in 2012. Uh, Russ has just been able to handle the 49ers for whatever reason. Now that Russ is gone, the 49ers handle Seattle in their first attempt. And they ha- handle Russell Wilson now in Denver. It'll be an interesting game for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're playing in mile high, which means it's a different type of air quality that they're going to be dealing with. Thinner air, we'll see how the 49ers' depth ends up uh, benefiting them in this football game. And also, just because it's Russell Wilson. It's just one of the most interesting things that's going to happen in this football game. But I'm excited to get into all the matchups and all the, the things that have to go into this game and how the 49ers can possibly win this game. I think it's going to be a fun one. Of course, I'm going to go through my offensive key matchups, defensive key matchup, and also, while that's bold prediction, followed by uh, my game prediction, who I think is going to win this game and what the score is going to be. Well, let's talk a little bit about these teams and what I've saw on film so far. Luckily, I've been able to break down the Denver Broncos for two weeks because over on Patreon, I've been doing video breakdowns, scouting reports for the team you're about to play. Last week, I did Seattle. 
Their game was against Denver in week one. So I got to break down Denver as well. Week two, it's Denver versus Houston Texans. Now, the Seattle offense has struggled to get going a little bit. They've scored 16 points in each of the first two games. Of course, losing to Seattle wasn't fun for them, and they were unable to convert inside the red zone. Some of those troubles persisted again against the Houston Texans. The Seattle, for, or I'm sorry, Denver Broncos just haven't been able to score when they get into the red zone. They've also turned over the ball a little bit. But one of the key things that happened in the game against Houston was drops. Uh, Russell Wilson's receivers were dropping the ball at an all-time rate. It just seemed like they were out of chemistry, out of whack. They can't quite get it going. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, and they've talked a lot about it, is the fact Russell Wilson brought a lot of his offensive concepts that he ran at Seattle to Denver, the ones that he liked. Nathaniel Hackett's also running a different style of offense. He's trying to institute what he's done you know, from where he's been and the stops that he's made. And his offensive coordinator out and as well doing similar things. They come from a Kyle Shanahan type tree. Uh, they've been with LaFleur. So they both understand Kyle Shanahan's principles of offense. And they're trying to run a little bit of what you know, Russell Wilson did with Derek Bevel or yeah, with Bevel and all these other guys. So they're trying to figure it out. And I think this offense is a little out of whack. You throw in the fact that you have you know, players like Jerry Judy who are questionable, AJ Hamler who are questionable. Uh, they do have explosive players that are absolutely fun to watch, like Montreal Washington, but they haven't been able to get these guys really going inside their offense. One of the main goals of their offense is to run the football, and they have two really good running backs that can get it done, which Javante Williams, who's absolutely explosive. His outside zone runs are dangerous. He can definitely make things happen. And then, of course, Melvin Gordon, who uh, most of his runs happen on the interior, but he handles himself well. He can go outside as well. It's not that he doesn't have the speed to be able to handle himself. He definitely can. So they have two very talented running backs. Uh, they do have questions along the offensive line, and they have been struggling with injuries, especially on the right side. Quinn Miners has been missing practice and struggling to get out there. He's a guy who's big, physical, and strong, uh, but him and Billy Turner, the right tackle, haven't been playing much uh, in practice right now. They've both been dealing with injuries, and you can't really have injuries along your offensive line if you're going to be going against this 49ers front, but they have time to get healthy and get ready for the football game. So it's going to be a fun matchup. 49ers versus Denver. Now on defense, the Denver Broncos have a lot of talented players over there as well, including Patrick Sertan, the young corner. Everyone remembers him coming out of Alabama. Really solid. Uh, when he went against DK Metcalf early on in the game, they played him off, and then he just rallied to make tackles. But pretty soon, he ended up getting up on DK Metcalf and pressing him. And when he did, DK struggled to get anything going after that. That was one of the things that was the most remarkable about that week one game. Seattle was 17 points. Uh, to get the game rolling. And then after that, they just got completely shut out in the second half. Once Denver adjusted to what they did, it, it was Denver's defense being really good and stopping uh, anything that Seattle could do. So uh, looking at this defense, you start with Patrick Sertan, and then I think you have to look at the edge rushers. Randy Gregory, who's dealing with an injury, but Bradley Chubb coming off the edge. Those two guys can cause problems in the pass game, but also cause problems with their run fits. They're able to set the edge and really... Uh, turn plays back in. So getting to the outside for the 49ers is going to be important, but you have to be able to handle Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb on the outside. You do not want to get into third and long situations. Now, this is kind of the normal thing for the 49ers. Don't end up in third and longs where Jimmy Garoppolo has to throw the ball for eight, nine yards, and you allow these guys, these edge rushers, to pin their ears back and come after you. What you want is these third and manageables where Jimmy can get the ball out quick and get it to his wide receivers who usually have a little bit of space 
the way Kyle schemes it up. So the, the goal is still the same. Run the football and go ahead and, and convert on third and short. Now, to run the football, you're going to have to deal with some familiar faces. DJ Jones, number one. Mike Purcell as well. Purcell, of course, comes from the Tomasula, Jim Harbaugh days. And then you've got DJ Jones, who just left in free agency. You can look along this Denver team and you can find former 49ers, including Jonas Griffith, who might play a lot of linebacker because of injuries to the Denver Broncos linebackers. You also have K1 Williams, who plays in the slot at the nickel corner spot. So you have guys that have played for the 49ers that played for Denver. Now, when you're talking about the Denver Broncos defense, though, it's less like D'Amico Ryan's and Robert Sala's defense and a lot more like what you saw from uh, the Rams over the last few years with Staley. So this is the the idea of what they do. They run a 3-4 defense, and then on offense, they run a West Coast slash uh, LaFleur style of offense. There's a little bit of principles in everything. And so I think that's what Nathaniel Hackey, the head coach, has been bringing to this Denver Broncos team. The Broncos team so far has been undisciplined. We talk about the 49ers having penalties against the Chicago Bears. Well, Denver's had penalties and big penalties in the last two games. So it did not fix itself. Nathaniel Hackett's had some problems with some of the coaching decisions that he's made. So he's a young guy that's learning. Uh, they're overall trying to figure it out. The 49ers might be coming at the right time to catch Denver not fully prepared. I think at some point they're going to get this thing together and they're going to be a tough team for everyone to beat. But right now there are chinks in the armor. So let's get into some of these uh, key matchups for the game. Let's get into my offensive key matchup first. And that is handle the front. Uh, the reason I say that is because of Chubb and Gregory, you're going to have to handle this front. But it's not just in the pass game, it's in the run game as well. They're going to load up. Uh, we've seen the, the blueprint to handle Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers offense, especially the run game, during the end of the 2021 season. It was loaded up with five and six guys along the line of scrimmage and absolutely come down on the offensive line and try to put pressure on Jimmy to get the ball out quickly. And then they what they do is then they cheat a safety into the box with what they call a robber. So they're going to give it a deep high look, a two deep look, two safeties, and then they're going to go to more of a cover one. And that other safety is going to come into the box and try to take away Jimmy's over the middle throws in that intermediate area. That's exactly where Kyle Shanahan wants to live with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. What they want to do is run the football and get those linebackers to come up, get them to commit to the run in the play action game, and then have Jimmy Garoppolo throw over the top of the linebackers in front of the safeties. So what you got to do is catch them in these situations and be able to get the ball out. So I think handling this front is one of the most important things because you have to be able to run the football against the Denver Broncos. You have to be able to get Jimmy Garoppolo into third and manageable. You can't have third and long where Chubb is just able to get after Jimmy. That's not a good situation. Now, we do have the ultimate equalizer in Trent Williams out on the edge that can help stop Bradley Chubb. You also have Mike McGlinchey on the other side. One of the ways to keep Mike McGlinchey with a clean sheet is to make it so he doesn't have to block, you know, in a, in a straight kick slide set, a, a traditional pass set. So that's what they're going to try to do in this football game. They're going to try to establish the run game. That means reestablishing the line of scrimmage, which isn't easy with these big guys. However, when they get Mike Purcell in there in rotation and with DJ Jones dealing with an ankle injury, you could potentially get more Purcell than you originally anticipated. Double teaming at the point of attack in that A gap and then using your running backs to go ahead and wham block could be something the 49ers institute. All the while, if you get George Kittle back in this offense, he can be the point man on the outside. Allowing him to be the point man in the outside zone and get that first block going, he can help Mike McGlinchey handle Gregory before he presses his second level. If they get movement there, 
they're going to get a nice lane to be able to get to the outside. Also, toss plays as well. So that's how they can go ahead and handle it. That's my key matchup is handling this defensive front because if you handle it, it's going to leave you opportunities to get things going in the passing game, which you need for Jimmy Garoppolo. Some rhythm throws, getting the ball to Ayuk and Debo Samuel where they can create, and also finding George Kittle, who could be an absolute matchup problem. Watching the way that the linebackers played in the last couple of weeks, there are avenues for tight ends to be able to make plays. Will Disley had a good game. Uh, they had other guys from Seattle that played well as at, as well, like Noah Fant. Um, so they had plays that were out there. In fact, two tight ends scored touchdowns for Seattle in their game versus Denver. You obviously have one of the best tight ends in the league in George Kittle. So as long as he's healthy and able to get out there, there are opportunities for him to be able to make plays. But it all starts up front. It's trench warfare. You have to be able to make your plays up front. I think if the 49ers handle him, then they're going to have a good day on offense. And then let's go through the defensive key matchup, which is no cooking. Uh, the 49ers front seven versus Russell Wilson. It's real simple. We've seen this story before. Now, it's different colors. It's not the blue and the neon and everything. It's not the Pacific Northwest, but it's still Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson uh, presents some problems for the 49ers, and we've seen it on display with Justin Fields. Uh, when Fields got outside the pocket, he could create. He can make things happen. He can extend plays. He can, you know, get first downs with his legs. Russell Wilson's been doing that to the 49ers for years. So being able to keep him in the pocket is one of the main goals. Now, over the last couple of years, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans have come up with different ways to confuse Russell Wilson early in games. Russ always ends up figuring out what they're doing. Question is, how, how much can the 49ers stop them? And then what can the offense do when they have those situations? But what they do is they like to bring extra extra blitzers. By bringing those guys, they keep him in lanes and they completely box him in. Russell Wilson's first objective is to always duck. He always wants to duck. That's what he. That's his first instinct, duck uh, in the pocket. But if you're getting a nice push up the middle with Kinlaw, if Armstead's healthy, with Armstead, pushing them back while bringing Bosa and Ebucom off the outside, this pocket can collapse. If you bring Samuel Womack or you bring you know, Talano Hufanga off the edge, what you're going to do is limit the amount of space he has to get out of the pocket. He likes to go through the interior part of the offensive line and then back out where he can get down the, down the field and locate a receiver now that he's got the height on the outside. When he's in the pocket, it's tougher for him to throw. Now, he's still a tremendous player from the pocket and throws one of the best deep passes, but he hasn't been able to get the deep passes going yet. Who wears weapons? You know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Judy with question marks. So... I think that right now, the 49ers have the cornerbacks and safeties to be able to work with these guys. But it all starts with not allowing Russell Wilson to get going. Because if he starts cooking and he starts hitting these receivers consistently, uh, that's when they move the sticks. And that's what they're about, moving the sticks and getting things going. And once they do, Russ will take shots down the field. So it's it's one of those key matchups that the 49ers definitely have to execute. I think it's always the same when you play against Russell Wilson is keep him in the pocket. They can beat you from there and overall just put pressure on him. And I think they're going to have time because they have a secondary, which maybe Russell Wilson hasn't solved before. I'm not sure he's seen cornerbacks like Mooney Ward and Emmanuel Mosley because Mosley's play has definitely improved from the last time Russell Wilson saw him. And Traverius Ward does an absolutely fantastic job on the other side. So they have two guys playing at a high level. That makes it more difficult for Russell Wilson. And the 49ers front is able to stop the run game and limit Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And they make Russ try to do things on third and long. Uh, the 49ers can squat on those underneath routes. They can play the sticks if they want. 
So there's a lot of options for the 49ers, but it all starts with keeping Russell Wilson inside the pocket. And I think the 49ers can do it in this game because I've seen D'Amico Ryan can, Ryan's confuse Russell Wilson with different shell coverages and giving him different looks. And that's what it's about when you go against these veteran quarterbacks who understand what defenses want to do to them. So that's that. Now let's get into my wow, that's bold. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Wow, that's really bold. Whoa, uh, it's time for the wow, that's bold prediction. So this time, what I'm going to come with is I think the 49ers are going to get after Russell Wilson a little bit. Now, I've been in other weeks and said the 49ers were going to get four or five sacks. I don't think it's going to be that much this week. Even though you know they're dealing with some injuries there in Denver, I think that you know the way that they run the football with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, uh, the 49ers are going to have to dedicate a lot to that. So I think there's going to be some third and manageable situations for Denver Warriors are going to have to get it off the field on third down. But I do think the 49ers are going to get after Russ enough. So I'm predicting that the 49ers get Russ three times. So they're going to get him for three sacks, but they're also going to force two turnovers. I think not only will they get an interception uh, where Russell Wilson just misses and locates a 49ers defender, but also I think there's going to be a strip sack in this game. I think what, there's going to be an opportunity for the 49ers to get to the football. I've seen it on film. Uh, Russ holds onto the ball at the you know at his last spot in the in the pocket, and a lot of these edge rushers have been getting to him in time, and the ball has nearly got knocked out several times. I think this time one of the 49ers defenders gets to the football and causes a turnover. So two turnovers, three sacks could be interesting for the 49ers. That's my wow. That's bold for this week versus Denver. We'll see if it comes true. Sometimes I'm I'm remar remarkably right on these, and sometimes I'm terribly wrong. You just never know. But that's why you got to go old right uh so that's what that is and now the game prediction let's get into what i think the 49ers are going to do if they're going to beat the denver broncos and i think after watching you know the film and and breaking the broncos down for a couple weeks i do see weaknesses in their game i see weaknesses in their zone coverage those are things that definitely signal to the strengths of jimmy garoppolo i think jimmy can come out and have a good game especially if the 49ers can establish this run going to be more difficult than it was against Seattle because you're going to have to go against these better edge rushers and linebackers that want to commit to stopping the run you know, at a high level. They come up hard, uh, but when you come up hard, you leave areas for the 49ers to be able to take advantage of. And I think Jimmy will take advantage of those opportunities, especially early in this game. I think Kyle Shannon is going to scheme it up to make it so Denver can't consistently run five and six guys at the line of scrimmage. Denver will try. Uh, we'll see how long they play off or when they come up as far as in their coverage. But I think the 49ers go ahead and they win this football game 24-13. to 13. I believe the defense is absolutely stifling. Those two turnovers that they create from Russell Wilson end up turning into points. And the 49ers defense helps lead the way. But the Niners win 24-13. Let me know what you think their score, the score is going to be in this game. What's your score prediction? For 49ers versus Denver Broncos. Is Russell Wilson going to cook? Is that going to be a problem for the 49ers? Can they stop Javante Williams in this run game? I think it's one of the most interesting matchups we've seen so far for the mere fact Russ is there and they've got a good run game. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. If you haven't already, give the video a like, subscribe to the channel. I'd really appreciate it. And hit that notification bell so you know when all the videos go live and come out. According over on Patreon, um, later, there's going to be a video coming out where I break down the Denver Broncos and go through the scouting report of how you have to play against them to possibly win. 
Uh, that's always a fun one. So if you're not on Patreon, go check, uh, go add Patreon and check that out. If you are on Patreon, what are you doing? Go over there and watch that. It's a fun video. And then, of course, tomorrow, Cover 2 with Warren comes out. Check out what Warren Brown had to say, his game prediction. We go through a lot of the advantages 49ers have against the different Broncos and disadvantages. And then, of course, Jay in the Bay on Friday as well. Uh, come out and check out his What's Good episode where he talks about five big things the 49ers must do to beat the Denver Broncos. And then Saturday at 11 o'clock, get your weekend started right. Come by 49ers Cutback and go through the What is the Game Plan video with me. It's an exciting one where I break down exactly how I anticipate the 49ers are going to attack the Denver Broncos. And I think it's a, one of my favorite episodes to do. I hope you guys all have a good, a good week. Uh, a good weekend and let's go Niners let's win this football game let's beat Russell Wilson how nice would that be in consecutive weeks to beat the Seattle Seahawks and to beat Russell Wilson Whew. I hope it happens Sunday night football can't get here soon enough stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.